Live from the betting capital of the world. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. It's Tuesday here in Sin City, and you are watching Wager Talk. I'm Ted Sobranski, a.k.a. Teddy Covers, at Teddy Covers on Twitter, joined by Ralph Michaels at CalSportsLV on Twitter. On today's show, we're going to talk about the biggest NFL betting scandal of the last 50 years. We're going to talk about college hoops, NBA, college football, and of course, the NFL. Let's start with a little bad beats, bad bets, and bad for the books for last night. And last night, we heard it from Arthur DeCesar at the from one of Caesar's properties, the Link Sportsbook here in Las Vegas. He said the books would be rooting for Seattle last night. They got what they wish. Seahawks and over in a wild Monday nighter, Ralph. And Kirk Cousins is still over on Monday nights. <laughs> Uh, you know, on, on the show, it was one of those games. Neither of us had plays, but we both lean Seattle. We both lean the over. It's nice when that works out. But uh, again, neither of us, I believe, pulled out real money to bet it at the window. And uh, hey, you know, Seattle has proven that, you know, Russell Wilson can is an elite quarterback and he can he could beat any team at any time at home. Uh, but the Vikings, to me. Uh, You know, I I talked about how if Delvin Cook rushed the ball early, well, he did rush the ball early, and then they completely shut him down the rest of the time. I mean, he ended up with nine carries for 29 yards. I mean, he he turned the ball on the same play. They didn't uh, bring him back out there. They took me back in the lineup next week. But, of course, from a point spread perspective, you laid with Seattle minus two and a half in some spots, minus three in others. A missed extra point could have had huge point spread implications. 34-30. Then Seattle ended up kicking a field goal late to make it 37-30. But that missed extra point had all the makings of a brutal beat for anyone that had the Vikings plus the three in their pocket. Well, yeah, could have, would have, should have. And, you know, we we deal with what's played out and, you know, seven-point win and, uh, you know, extra points are part of the game now. You know, that that is no question. You know, Vinatieri aside with field goal kicks, you know, we know and the numbers have changed. What, what, what we saw as historic numbers, and I mentioned this before, five is now as much in play as anything because of these mixed extra points. So you have to change and adjust the way you're betting with where you think the most popular lines are because of situations just like last night. So let me ask you this, Ralph, because I found myself very frustrated last night. I'm like, I leaned Seattle. I leaned over. I didn't bet either one. And lo and behold, it's Seattle and over. And that happened to me in the NBA card. It happened to me in the college. It was one of those nights where everything I didn't bet cashed. And the one game that I did bet ended up being a wrong side loser. I get get really frustrated on nights like that. We like it when the thought processes are right. We like it when we're at least leaning in the right direction. But... Uh, do you feel good when you lean towards the game and then it wins, but you didn't bet it? Teddy, I guess it depends. The, the, the key to what you said was this. The one game you bet lost. Had the yes. one game you bet won, <laughs> then, hey, you're happy to win all your leans. If the one game <laughs> you bet lost, uh, then it's a different scenario. And listen, I think this is a teaching point. 
we often say it's better to leave a winner off than put a loser on because if you split those, you're 50%. And I often tell my customers, while I give them my plays and I give them my opinions, yes, I want those opinions to win, but in the same thought, there's a reason those opinions were not plays. So if there's a reason they're not strong enough to put them up there in the top level where I consider them a play, well, then there's a reason not to bet them. That's fair enough. Good advice from Ralph Michael. Let's do a little prop shop recap right here. The alternate point spreads last night. Seahawks minus 10.5, Vikings minus 3.5 of the big plus prices. They didn't cash. The alternate total, if you bet the over 56.5, we talked about that yesterday, plus 220 in your pocket. Uh, that was the winner. Team totals, both Minnesota and Seattle went over 23.5 and 26.5. Kirk Cousins goes over his passing yards, 261.5. He finished with 276. Cousins finished with two touchdown passes, went over one and a half. Russell Wilson had a brilliant game. Well, besides the pick six, which was one of the worst. You know, knock it down, knock it down. Don't volleyball it up. Uh, of course, the fact that Minnesota had a defensive score and Seattle still won and covered speaks volumes about what the Seahawks were able to do, particularly uh, on the ground in last night's ballgame. But the bottom line, Russell Wilson, even with the big TD pass, uh, stayed under his total. Wilson did throw an INT. Chris Carson goes over 23 for 102. Dalvin Cook stays under 9 for 29, although he did find the end. Like times season. We talked about Stefan Diggs being Kirk Cousins' most popular target. He was. They threw to him nine times. He had the most targets. He only caught four for 25. Uh, he stayed under. No Diggs, Diggs touchdown. He cashed at minus 175. Five made field goals. Over three and a half. Cashes again at plus 120. There was only two sacks in 71 dropbacks last night. The sack prop stayed under the total. Let's talk a little hoops when it comes to bad beats, bad bets, bad for the books. Real quick, Suns Hornets I have to talk about, Ralph, because this was truly point spread insanity. Phoenix laying four, four and a half. They led by 20, cruising to victory. Charlotte comes on a huge run, takes a seven-point lead. And the Suns closed out the game with a 12-0 run to get the win and cover by the hook. Tough beat if you had Charlotte. They weren't the right side, but they sure looked like the right side with about two minutes left. And, of course, Miami demolishing Illinois early, then barely hanging on for the victory. Well, Teddy, you've talked about how often in the NBA you get games of runs. Perfect live betting situation. Were you able to capitalize that on the Phoenix-Charlotte game, or you just saw after what happened? No, no, I, I saw it when it was 104.97. I'm like, you know, maybe I take a little Phoenix here. And I didn't. I thought that they had, pardon my expression, I thought they'd shot their load. Uh, and when you blow that lead, it's, you know, and then you're down seven with a couple minutes left. It's one of those that we thought about but didn't get involved with. Unfortunately, another one of those last night, which makes me crazy. All that said, when we come back here on Wager Talk, this is an important story. What happened at Caesars here in Vegas with an NFL player suspended indefinitely for betting? Stay tuned right here on Week.
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Welcome back to Wake Talk. Petty Covers and Ralph Michaels breaking down the world of sports from a Las Vegas perspective for you on this Tuesday afternoon. And Ralph, I want to deep dive into this for a couple of minutes because I think it is a big story and it's been a big story. We had a suspension for an NFL player. Josh Shaw, a guy who's no stranger to controversy. Remember this kid? He was the one who said that he jumped out of the office balcony to save a drowning child in the pool when, in fact, he jumped off the balcony because the cops were at his door, broke it, and it was on his ankles uh, and had two bum ankles. And that was his story coming out of USC, landed in Arizona, was placed on injured reserve prior to the season, and went to Las Vegas. And in Las Vegas, current NFL player, he's not playing this season, but he's a current NFL player, Josh Shaw, made bets at Caesar Sportsbook. He made uh, the one that he got in trouble for. We don't know if there were other bets. He made a parlay at halftime, including a bet on the Arizona Cardinals, the team that he's currently playing for. Caesars then contacted the league. I don't know how they knew he was an NFL player. Word got out very quickly. That all the league enforcement 
got involved, I believe, the day the bet was made. That was November 10th. And now Josh Shaw has been suspended indefinitely. Let's talk about it, Ralph. First, let's start with this. Should he have been suspended? And second, did Caesars do the right thing in immediately contacting the NFL when they thought an NFL player was betting? Were they right to, quote unquote, rat him out? Well, Caesars is trying to put themselves in the position to be the casino of the sports you know, of the NBA and others like like the rest, like the MGM with the NBA. So I think they have to. It, it keeps the integrity involved. Now, you know, my first instinct was this before I realized it was Shaw. It was a kid who had not been in the NFL. He was hurt his first season. He was not part of the team. I'm guessing he still had to go through all those meetings at the beginning of the year when they tell you what you can and can't do. You know, I thought innocent mistake. What's the big deal? He bet on his team. But when it was Josh Shaw and then, you you know, you tell people you were saving your nephew and then you beg the USC officials not to make it public because he didn't want to hurt his draft choices. Then all of a sudden it, it changes the story. Um, I will tell you this. There's. NFL players gamble. They gamble in the locker room and cards. They gamble all the time with dominoes. Um, Once they retire, a lot of them bet football. Again, just something I know. And a lot of them talk to other guys. So is it rampant? I, I don't know if it's rampant or not, but it certainly takes place in every locker room. So, uh, again, betting on your own team is one thing. You know, but he actually bet a, a second half parlay. What did he bet against his Cardinals, which I have an issue with? Am I correct in that? No, he bet on the Cardinals uh, in the second half. Uh, they didn't win the See, game. See, now there's a yeah, couple I, I, reports that say he bet against the Cardinals. So I'm not sure which it is now. I pulled up a couple stories and Forbes magazine this morning reported that he bet, bet against the Cardinals. You're absolutely right. My, my bet. Uh, the, he did bet on the Bucks against the Cardinals. I read that wrong. Yes. You're 100% correct. Yes. yes. So, you know, uh, does that mean he knew people were tanking, blah, blah, blah. You know, again, it, there's a bunch of different scenarios. I, you know, to me, if a player is betting on his team, I really don't have an issue with it. Other people can do it. You know, we can go to a bar. We can buy a drink. We can go to well, the – go ahead. I was going to say, the XFL back in the day, they used to pay the players on the winning team five grand a game, and the players in the losing team got twenty five hundred bucks a game. And you don't think that's a motivator for the players? It is. You know what it also was? The players were betting on themselves in every single game. I like that. I have no problems with that when players bet on themselves. Don't. No issues whatsoever. Here's a quote yeah, I, I, from. Oh, okay, go on. You know, I'm just going to bring it up because this is the next topic of conversation. I will agree with this. A player betting on himself means he's hoping for and he thinks he has an edge, which always should be the case. I'm going to throw this in, and it's a long time ago, and it's a different can of worms with Pete Rose. A manager betting on his team can affect his team where it can hurt players in the future, perhaps playing people too long or doing things to players where they couldn't play. So two different cans of worms there. And I want to, I want to point those out, but a player betting on himself 
It happens, you know, it happens when people do things all the time. You bet on yourself. I think that's actually a positive. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Now, the NFL hasn't had a gambling-related suspension since 1996 when rookie quarterback John Stark was suspended for gambling after the NFL got an anonymous tip. He never played an NFL game. Okay, so it's been a while. Really, when we're talking about real scandals, talking about Art Slichter, you know, Slichter. Uh, you remember him from the, being in Ohio back in the mid-'80s. And then you have, like, Paul Hornigan, Alex Karras in the early-'60s. There haven't been a lot of these. The official report, according to the NFL, was that Shaw had a misinterpreted understanding of the 2008 Supreme Court ruling that allows states to legalize gambling. He made it bets with his own name and ID, and he made no effort to hide what he was doing. So clearly, he didn't get the memo in those meetings where the NFL has with every player about don't gamble, don't gamble, don't gamble. And that hasn't changed. But you made an excellent point about they're gambling in every lo every locker room has gambling, okay? You know why? Because we're designed to bet. That's who we are. I did a long-term research study 10 years ago, and guess what? Monkeys gamble, okay? <laughs> it, we're hardwired to do it. An anonymous front office executive, quote, not that this is the tip of the iceberg or anything, but I do think there's more gambling going on than anyone thinks. Here's the interesting part of the quote. I believe fantasy football is a gateway drug. How many players play fantasy football and for how much money in their leagues? Maybe not much, but the temptation has to be there to use inside info about your own team to use in a league. Players play cards and dominoes, et cetera. Um, I, I just think it's uh, too easy for the players to think they can have an edge because they're sure they know more than the average better. And that's important to note. Pete Rose, losing sports better. Arch Lister, losing sports better. Just because you understand the game doesn't mean you understand the concepts of value and point spreads. Great point, Teddy. Uh, and there's so much there's so much more to be had. You know, it, it translates into all sports. Just because a team thinks or wants to run up a score doesn't mean they can. Just because a team has to beat a better opponent doesn't mean they will. And just because a player thinks he has an edge, he's not looking at all the dynamics and he doesn't know what the other team has done as an away dog in these situations or how that team has played in revenge. So, again, I, I understand not betting on your team. I understand the NFL's concept. I think it was a harsh penalty relative to the rest of the penalties in the NFL. Yeah, no argument there, but the NFL, I, I, I do think the NFL has to continue to hold the line in terms of, all right, we're going to accept this gambling revenue and we're going to accept the fact that people, the public are betting on us now legally where they used to bet on us illegally, but the NFL wants to keep a lot of distance between themselves and their players and any gambling related activity, integrity fees galore. But that's a marketing issue for the NFL, and I think it's real. They do not want their product to appear tainted when a guy makes a uh, bet in a sports book against his own team. doesn't matter. It has a feeling of being a little tainted.
Yeah, so what happens when a player's wife goes makes a bet? I'm I'm just interested when when that step takes place or when a guy's friend makes <laughs> makes a bet and he's associated with that player. So, you know, there's going to have to be some recourse here where they set what the boundaries are a little clearer than they have in the past because prior to now, I mean, betting was illegal except if you were in Nevada. Now, how many states have, are going to have local betting right outside the stadium? Yeah, excellent discussion, Ralph. I'm glad we had a chance to get into it. Only on a Tuesday can we get away with a discussion on that. When we come back, big game breakdowns. Hoops for tonight. Stay tuned right here on Wager Talk. Stay on the grid. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners and viewers of this show can get the deposit bonus of up to $500. Here's how it works. Real simple. One, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Two, make a deposit. Three, place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus up to $500. This offer is eligible for all users 
Plus, new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Let's break down some games, Ralph. Goodness gracious. It's rare that we get into segment three. We haven't broken down a game, but there's a lot of stuff to talk about today. Let's do it right now. We'll start in the NBA for tonight. A couple of games, NBA on TNT. We'll break a bolt down. Let's start with the Dallas Mavericks, the red-hot Dallas Mavericks. Winning games, covering points, Reds, blowing out the Lakers over the weekend. They're laying four on the road. Total 233.5 at New Orleans. The Pelicans, they've been losing. And the reason they've been losing, they've been unable to close out games. The last two games, back-to-back, late fourth-quarter runs. Doom New Orleans' chance for victory. Is this a bounce-back spot for the Pellies here? Can they slow down this Mavericks freight train? And do we trust Dallas in a spot coming off a huge win, laying a price on the road against a team that isn't known for their defense but can certainly light up the scoreboard? Mavericks and Pelicans, minus four, 233 and a half. Well, you look at the Mavericks' latest run going 7-1 straight up in ATS. The only loss in that time was a home loss to the Clippers. You know, going to the Lakers and winning, going to Phoenix, which is much improved in winning, certainly caught my eye. And then you look at the way they're winning. They're winning handily. They've won by 15.7 points per game in that stretch when the average line is minus 2.7. So they've covered by almost 13 points per game. Pelicans, again, getting getting ball back helps a little bit, but uh, we've seen them not close games. It's simple. A hot team against a cold team, and I'm going to back a hot team. Yeah, see, a lot of times I'm looking to ride the hot against the cold, Ralph. This isn't one of those games. New Orleans has been right there the last two games and couldn't get it done during crunch time. We know how the NBA is, all right? The team that's hungrier often wins. And this is a Dallas Mavericks team that's a little bit fat and happy. The quote's coming out of that locker room. And the Rick Carlisle quote in particular, talking about they're stepping up against the tougher opponents. They've struggled to maintain that intensity against the lesser opponents. This is a lesser opponent. And they're a hungry opponent. I lean towards the home dog in this one. I wouldn't talk anyone out of betting an over between the Mavs and the Pelicans tonight. Let's talk the nightcap. The L.A. Clippers. Right there among the best teams in the NBA. From a powering perspective, the Clips, one or two, (laughs) depending on where you look, uh, right there with the the other team from L.A., the Lakers, uh, at or near the top uh, of the list. And obviously, we're looking at this Clippers team. They play defense all year. And with Kawhi and Paul George, the defensive acumen is there. The depth is there for the Clips. I mean, compare these two benches. There's no comparison, (laughs) but from a spot perspective and from a where are we at perspective, Clips defense is there. Their offense is hit or miss, and it's going to be, you know, you have a lot of new pieces coming together for L.A. And we're talking about four different guys that scored 20 points last year, all four different teams that are now trying to mesh into one team. And those are the quotes coming out of the locker room. Well, Clips are coming off a game in which they scored 150 on a Wizards team that doesn't play a lot of D. Up next, 
Friday night showdown in Milwaukee against the first place Bucks. Everyone's going to hype that as a uh, as a uh, potential NBA Finals preview, which it is. But in between hanging 150 on the Wizards and playing the Bucks, they've got this last game of the homestand here against the Blazers team that is not playing great, but they've won three in a row for the first time since October. And Carmelo Anthony's giving him a lift. Hassan Whiteside coming off a 10-block showing. Can you make a case for Portland as a dog? Or is the bench disparaging these two simply too great to get involved with the Blazers tonight? Well, you know, you, you talked about how the Clippers played that 150 game and 270 points scored. You know, that is a concern for me, that teams that that go out and play that type of game, it's tough to get back into sync into – you know, a lower scoring game, not that the trailblazers are low scoring, but uh, anyone compared to the Wizards plays better defense. Uh, you know, I look at Portland and I and I look at them and, you know, they're seven and six on the road. Yeah, they covered their first four. Uh, so they're they're two and six since that point. But they got the win against the Bulls. They played well against the Cavs. They lost that late and then they beat the Bucks. So I have them, you know, you, you're you've covered two and one. They didn't beat the Bucks. They covered against the Bucks. Yeah. I have a team that's two and one that covered against the Bucks that won their last game against the Bulls, and I, I think actually it, it's a positive for them. I, I the, again, my NBA power ratings. I haven't even started them yet, but just on paper, I would I would be backing the dog here. Yeah, I mean the, the Blazers have gotten a legitimate boost from NBA Western Conference Player of the Week, Carmelo Anthony. And look, Anthony was not the best player in the Western Conference last week. Uh, there was uh, a little bit of politics in that award. And look at Harden's numbers last week. But Melo got the award. But as much as Melo matters, the Blazers' defense matters. They've recommitted defense and over the last five games. They've had their best five-game defensive stretch so far. This season, let's talk one more in the NBA real quick. The Nuggets and the Lakers, a Western Conference showdown. L.A. coming off a loss, and they're saying, we ain't losing two in a row this year. It really was a no-show, that early start game uh, on Sunday against Dallas, and L.A. didn't show. Uh, They weren't ready for it. Now they've had a chance to recuperate and head to Denver. But we look at what the Lakers have done this season. They've been feasting on the week, and I mean really feasting on the week. Their last 10 games, they haven't played a team as good as Denver. Not one of them. The Nuggets have been beating top 10 teams, 4-1 and one, uh, straight up, and they've been dominating on this floor. And they're coming off a loss in which they blew a big lead at Sacramento. All the money's come for Denver so far. We're looking at, what, two and a halfs right now. I've uh, posted as two, and it's mostly two and a half. Total 208 and a half in this one. Ralph? Under for me. You look at the Nuggets. They're four twelve and one on the season to the under. I think you're going to get an inspired effort after a loss. Uh, I'm looking quickly. I think after their last four losses, they've all gone under the total. I think the Lakers. We talk about them when they're playing well. It's 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 LeBron and the team playing defense. So my gut reaction is under. Sure, and it makes a ton of sense. And one thing people don't look at all the time is totals records coming off a loss you know everyone's always like oh well, how's the team do off a loss well some teams play defense off a loss that's worth noting these are two teams likely to do just that 
Left, let's shift our focus to college hoops. A couple of national TV games to talk about, Ralph, but before we get into the Big Ten ACC showdown, let's talk about right now this unique time in college hoops where the, th- the Thanksgiving tournaments are over, the exam period begins, teams are playing fewer games, but the markets might be giving us a real indicator about what teams are good and what teams aren't. Is there value at this time of the year on teams with elite-level point spread records, the teams that are ATS dominant? Are they bet on or bet against here in December? Well, there's no question they're bet on, Teddy. And why? Because they're exceeding the markets. You know, a couple examples just to give you for teams that are in that role. Tennessee State comes in at 5-3. and three. Who knows who the Tigers are? They play out of Nashville. No one knows they play in the Ohio Valley. But they're 6-0-1 against the spread. And they're the type of team you want to bet on. They beat the bad teams. And, yeah, they lost to Texas Tech by 15, but they covered. They lost to San Diego State by 13, but they covered. So Tennessee, one of those teams under the radar, no one bets, but 6-0-1 ATS. Sacramento State, another team, 4-1. and one. The Hornets aren't a team anyone's going to bet on that is a public better, but yet they are 4-0 ATS. Yes, they upset Pepperdine, but even losing to Colorado, you lost by 14 points, but you're a team that kept games close, and you covered your 4-0. A couple other teams to keep an eye on, Coppin State 8-1, Delaware 7-1, Yale 7-1, New Hampshire, Northern Iowa, and LaSalle, all 6-1 against the spread. For under-the-radar teams, you're still going to get value a few weeks. Absolutely, and we're talking about the betting marketplace clearly being behind these teams to open the season just because they cover a handful of point spreads doesn't mean the betting markets have caught up. Two games to talk about in the ACC Big Ten Challenge tonight, and they're both big ones. Top five matchup, Louisville minus five, total 139 against Michigan. Nothing but Wolverines money so far in this game off of their impressive showing in the Bahamas over Thanksgiving. And Michigan State minus six and a half, even sevens popping up, total of 144 against Duke. Duke has only been a dog of four or more 12 times in 12 years. 8-3-1 8-3-1 and one against the spread. But with their freshman point guard, Cassius Hurt, it's a game that I can't back Duke. I think that's going to be low scoring. And I look at Michigan. Michigan goes from being unranked to an AP top five team after knocking off Iowa State, North Carolina, and Gonzaga. Jawan Howard deserves all the respect in the world, keeping this beeline defense intact. But upping the pace in offense where they are playing at a faster pace, my concern is this. Michigan playing on a true road court for the first time, and it's at number one Louisville. I think we're going to see Michigan struggle tonight. I'm with you on that one. The Wolverines shot over 50% in all three of those wins in the Bahamas. They ain't touching 50% at the Yum Center tonight. Big game breakdowns continue. Stay on the grid right here on Wager. Only you can set me free. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Breaking news here on Wager Talk. When something happens in the sports betting world during the hour that we're on air, we want to tell you about it because you don't got to tune elsewhere. We know you like hanging out with Ralph and I. And the breaking news, of course, is Ron Rivera, the Carolina Panthers head coach, has just been fired. I don't blame Rivera for Carolina's failures this year. I never thought Rivera was an elite-level head coach. That being said, Rivera fired, Newton likely gone. It feels like the end of an era in Carolina with this, and that means rebuilding mode, which <laughs> if I'm a Panther fan, I'm not particularly excited about. You got any take on Rivera being fired, Ralph? Yeah, I mean, nine years. We don't see many coaches hang around nine years anymore. So, um, you know, a close, good team, always right about there, but just can never get over the hump. They made one Super Bowl. In the Rivera-Newton era, it was not a pretty Super Bowl for Panthers backers. Let's talk college football. This is conference championship week. Over the course of the week, we're going to break down every single one of the conference championship games. We're going to talk about the trends and angles that matter during conference championship week. And we're going to talk about the nuance of many of these games. 
But let's start just breaking them down. And that starts on Friday night at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, California. The Utah Utes. They're this close to getting a Pac-12 team into the college football playoffs. All they need is things to break right. But the Utes got to take care of business first. Utah, minus six and a half, total of 47 against an Oregon Duck team that got beaten at Arizona State. And then they were flat as a pancake last week against Oregon State. And the Ducks bounce back here with a chance for a Pac-12 title and a chance to spoil Utah's championship dreams. Well, Teddy, what we talk about in the next couple games here, you know, when we're talking about Oklahoma coming up here in a few games, so much is reliant on this game. Because if Utah does what they need to do, win and cover, I believe they're in as long as LSU beats Georgia. So, you know, you have a lot to play for, but that doesn't mean you can run up the score. But I look at Utah, and I like looking at, you know, yards per game are so misleading. You know, if you're playing Oklahoma and you give up 500 yards per game, that's a decent performance. You play Massachusetts, you give up 200 yards per game, that's a poor performance. But the one solid truth is if you hold an opponent to a season low at the end of the year, you know you've done a good job. Well, five of the last seven games, Utah's defense has held their opponents to a season low, holding Colorado to 217 yards spectacular. Arizona may be a dumpster fire, but holding them to 196 yards on the road, awesome. Holding California to 83 yards, I don't care who your quarterback is, 83 yards, and holding Arizona State to 136 yards, If this team were in the SEC, they'd be competing. You have the best D-line in the country. You have probably the second-best running back in the country in Zach Moss. You have Tyler Huntley, who has a 16-2 ratio and has rushed for five touchdowns as well. You have the best coach in the the conference in Kyle Whittingham. I think Utah wins this game and wins and covers against an Oregon team that, you know, they went through their bubble burst losing to Arizona State. And yeah, motivation of going to the Rose Bowl is a big deal winning this. But hell, they may go to the Rose Bowl even if they lose this game if Utah gets the playoffs. So then really, what is the motivation? I mean, this is I've heard this a couple times, and I got to jump in. There's 20 teams playing in 10 games, and they're all playing for the right to call themselves champion. Okay? I don't think there's anybody on any team of the 20 FBS schools that are playing, the 20 D1A schools that are playing on Friday or Saturday, that is not as motivated as their opponent. Do you think, I mean, is there something I'm missing? Is there is there an issue that we're, we're playing for a conference title, but, well, we're not going to play for this other game, so this game doesn't matter to us? I really well, feel like I, every one of these t- games, the, the, the motivation is equal. There is no motivational edges. And it's a matter of how much pressure the kids can handle. Can the kids from Utah handle this level of pressure? Or the kids from Oklahoma? Or the kids from, uh, you know, and, and of course, you assumed that Ohio State and Clemson uh, are going to win easily. And then the, whoever comes, you know, are, are going to win straight up, which we've seen funnier things happen. But uh, give me a response to that, Ralph. Do you think that there is a legit motivational edge in, in conference championship games? I think Ohio State could lose and still get in and head of Utah. Yeah, I think if Utah wins the Pac-12 championship and they're comparing a non-Big Ten title with Ohio State or Utah is the Pac-12 champion, Ohio State's body of work gets them in because of the strength of schedule. But even with that said, 
Uh, the only reason I say that, Teddy, and it's a very good point, because 99% of the teams, their goal is to win a conference championship. Boom. That's yep. it. Oregon's goals were not that. Oregon's goals were to win a national championship. They had Justin Herbert. They were the team that people were picking. And then what happens? You lose to Auburn, boom, those goals are back down again. But the way the Pac-12 worked out, the way they were running with a one-loss team playing against the one-loss Utah team, if we win the Pac-12 championship, boom, you had those national championship aspirations again midseason. Now, boom, they're burst again. So you have a double bubble burst for a team that thought they can go to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean. I Excellent point. I mean, I think when Oregon lost week one, I'm not worried about how that, like their mentality was fine after they lost week one. They had a bad loss to Arizona State, obviously. And then following that, didn't play their best last week. But I wouldn't sell the duck short in this game. I'll just leave it at that. Central Michigan, minus seven. This is really a split line. About half the books are at seven, and about half the books are at six and a half. And there isn't a juice situation where all the sevens are even money and all the six and a halves are minus 120. You can legitimately lay six and a half minus 110 and take plus seven minus 110 for this game. So whichever side you like, get the best of the number. For God's sakes, take advantage of the offers uh, uh, and uh, open up some of these sportsbook accounts uh, and make sure you get the best of it. Bottom line, Central, six and a half or seven, total of 54 against the Miami of Ohio Redhawks. This one at Ford Field in Detroit. Jim McElwain, well, he can't coach? Well, maybe he can again, now that he's not coaching the Florida Gators. You know, this Central Michigan team went to Miami early in the year and lost 17 to 12. Oh, no, wait a minute. That was to Miami of Florida they lost. So, uh, you know, <laughs> that was uh, that was a pretty good loss when your losses are to Wisconsin at Miami of Florida, at Western Michigan, and at Buffalo. So the thing I like about Central is they haven't had any bad losses. But it's so hard to look at their schedule because – the rest of their schedule was so weak. There's 130 teams in the FBS. Central Michigan played the number 123 schedule. So, yes, you were plus 94 yards per game, which was number 24 in the country. And, yes, Miami was minus 73 yards per game, but they played a much more difficult schedule. So when we get down to these to these group of five teams, I think it's absolutely vital to look at conference stats, only conference stats. Well, looking at Miami of Ohio, despite winning their division, they were minus six yards per game. So you think not too good. So I'm going to go to Central Michigan, who won their last couple games, 48-10, 45-44, and 49-7. And I'm going to say, oh, guess what? Against conference opponents, yeah, they were good. They were plus 168 yards per game. Um, I, I do like the way Central's playing down the stretch. I look at Miami's wins and I say, at Ohio was a decent win. At Kent State was not a good win. Northern Illinois was way down. Bowling Green was way down. Akron was way down. So weighing the wins and weighing the losses, I, I clearly favor Central even as the favorite here. Yeah, I'm with you on the Chippewas. They're a one-way team for me. If I haven't been betting on Central over the last two months, I haven't played the game. And the fact that their defense, you remember that game? I remember the game against Miami. Their defensive line was the dominant unit in that ballgame. 
their defensive line has been the dominant unit in just about every ball game. Maybe the one exception was the Eddie. game at Western Michigan. That is a strong DL uh, for the Eddie, Chippewas. That, I'm that sorry, you had something else? Yeah, you know, in that Miami of Florida game that you're talking about, they mm-hmm. went to Miami and they were facing their previous head coach, who's the DC at Miami, who was fired up about playing them. And what happens? They had a 21 to 16 first down edge at Miami. They have Miami to 51 yards rushing, 1.5 yards per carry on the road against an ACC team. I had a strong opinion about the Utah-Oregon game. I had a strong opinion about the Central Michigan-Miami-O game. I have no opinion whatsoever about the next one. Appalachian State, minus 6.5, total of 56 against Louisiana Lafayette. The Raging Cajuns, this one played in Boone, North Carolina. These two teams played once already this year. 17-7 defensive scrum. They played for the title last year, and it was App State that emerged victorious. Anything changed this time around? you have an opinion on this one uh, between the Mountaineers and the Raging Cajuns? Well, you look at the last couple scores, and they've all been lower. 17-7, the championship was 30-19 to last year. And like you said, 17-7. to So we're talking about two teams that have put up great numbers on offense, but also play very solid defense. Looking at the numbers, their strength of schedule is identical for the season, 113 and 114. Their yards per game diff very close, plus 130 per game on Louisiana, plus 116 a game on App State. Their yards per play very close, plus 1.7 for ULL, plus 1.4 for App State. But here's the situation for me. It's going to be App State or nobody. You look at the injuries that ULL last had last week. ULL allowed 570 yards as a 20-point favorite to ULM. They allowed 25 first downs. They allowed 240 rush yards. They were without their nose tackle. They were without two safeties. They were without a linebacker. And then they had another player ejected for targeting. Their injury list on the defensive end is about six players long that are all starters. The nose tackle is going to have surgery. If he can handle the pain this week, he's going to play. He's the most important player. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll relook at this game later in the week when the injuries start to come out. But I'll tell you what, if you see a bunch of those ULL guys on the injury report, App State for me, no way I'm playing against that injured team. Yeah, that's a key injury report to note. And there is no good college football injury clearinghouse. The only way to find out who's playing or not is to dig and do your homework, or you can watch Wager Talk every day. We'll do our best to give you the information. Let's get one more in before the break, uh, Ralph. And this was a fun one a few weeks back. Baylor led 28-3. to Oklahoma rallied back in a big way to get the win, if not the cover. Now's the rematch. Oklahoma minus nine, total of 63 against the Baylor Bears. This one at Jerry's World in Arlington, Texas. Well, all of a sudden, Oklahoma's defense has come alive. You may not know it, allowing 41, 34, 24 in those three games before allowing 16 to Oklahoma State. But look at the yardage. They they held they held Baylor to 307 yards, held TCU to 204, held Oklahoma State to 335. But, you know, uh, you have a Baylor team that 
you, you know, what's their psyche? If they have a lead, are they going to say, oh, my God, Oklahoma beat us last time? I don't know. I love Matt Rule. I think he'll have the team prepared. And look at the value. I, you know, the value is actually with Oklahoma because you are laying less in a neutral setting than you were. But even though that value is less, uh, I lean Baylor, but I actually like the under more. Uh, Jalen Hurst had to press the tempo when he's winning. If they have the lead here, we'll see how much he changes it. When we come back, we're going to talk about a trend about these same season games against the conference foe. And it's a trend that makes money. Stay tuned right here on Wager Talk. Stay on the grid. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indul- your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. We're here in the home stretch of Wager Talk here on the Sports Grid TV network. And we're going to talk about conference championship games. It's only one week this happens. Only one week all year for college football. We've got 10 of them this weekend. Let's talk about things that matter and things that don't. I'm going to start with this, Ralph. Home fields. A handful of these games being played on home fields. Do they matter conference championship week or not so much? Um, 
Teddy, I should have had the number here to, to tell you that. And it, you caught me off guard without having the number there. I would say, uh, you know, from what I know, it's less, it's, I, I doubt, I personally give them less of a home edge during the regular season. And I cut the home edge in half if the team is making their second trip here. So a situation like Hawaii going up to Boise, where it's a place they play regularly. They've been there once already this season. The fact that they're going back lessens the home field edge for the Broncos. I found in conference championship games, and I'm curious to see what your database shows, but I found in the conference championship games, it's much more about the better team and much less about the home field edge. I, too, decrease my home field ratings for this particular week. Let's talk about same season revenge situation, same season against the conference foe, because this is one, Ralph, where you've got a really good angle that better should be aware of. Well, okay, Teddy, there's a big difference between hearsay and betting knowledge. It's tough to beat a team twice. You know, how often do we hear that in the same season? Well, teams, if you won the first game, quite simply, you've gone 29 and 20 straight up in the second game. So you have a significant edge. It may be tough to cover twice. Teams that won the first game are 23, 23, and 3 against the spread. But if you were the favorite in the first game and you just won the game straight up and you're the favorite in the rematch, which means you are the better team, like you said, the priority is being the better team, you've gone 19 and 2 straight up, 13, 7, and 1 against the spread. That would be Oklahoma. That would be Ohio State. Just one of several that we can mention that fit into that category. Thanks for watching. We'll see you guys tomorrow right here. Stay on the grid.